Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're going to be reviewing Batman The Long Halloween Part 2. Well the second part has come out and I'm glad it didn't take a long time to be released. Was it worth the wait? Animated films aren't usually split into two parts but I'm glad they did. It made it so they could tell more of the story than most of the other ones or sometimes they drag them out for too long. An example of ones that they drag out for too long to fill the whole runtime is The Killing Joke first half of that movie was not needed but I feel like this one was stretched to the proper uh, amount of time I feel like they were able to hit a lot more beats than they normally would have if they just shortened it to one film especially since it's a relatively longer story the animation is still really good and I love the aesthetic similar to the comics that it's based on I also really enjoy the music my favorite track being the opening to the film going for an homage to the Tim Burton Batman film following the logo and the title when showing the credits just along with it it slowly fo uh, follows this uh, it, it's supposed to be like a white chalk line but then it, it zooms out and it ends up being the title of the film and it's obviously just you know like an homage to the first Tim Burton film pardon me uh, the voice acting is still great bringing the cast back from the first one obviously the only voice I didn't really care for only because I don't think it fits the character is Matt Hatter's it's really deep for a short, squeaky guy. Um, I don't know. Just when you think of Matt Hatter, you don't think of like a gruff, deep Cockney voice. I mean, the Cockney's there for sure because that's you know that's part of the aesthetic to the Mad Hatter. But just I don't know the type of voice. I don't think I don't feel like it fit. Um, yeah, everyone's really cool. I really enjoy everyone from from the previous one. Uh, the brother, the guy that played the Joker, Catwoman, you know, Two Faced, Gordon, all those guys. I still really enjoy Jensen Ackles' Batman. I think. I don't know if this was like recorded, did everything at the same time, and then they just split it up into two parts. I'm not entirely sure. But I feel like Jensen Ackles got more more into what he what he needed to bring to the role. I don't know. I just feel like he did a there was a better performance from him in the second part than in the first one. But it could just be me. Perhaps perhaps it's just me. Maybe it's just the the material that he uses in this one, because it is somewhat different from the first one uh, you initially see Batman being possessed by poison ivy I don't know if it has to do with that stuff and the way he, Batman's more used in the second half than in the first half I don't know but I enjoy him more in this one the other problem I really have with this movie is how they changed the ending they got rid of the Alberto Falcone coming back and becoming Candyman's rival I feel like that has one of the it's one of the strongest parts of the comic um, basically Alberto being like no I I am definitely worthy of taking over the family and it's more of like to spite his father and I feel like it works a lot better with the story overall because it also has to do with the actual you know the two other uh, holiday killers so I feel like it would have been stronger if that was incorporated into the story they removed it and it, it doesn't make me hate the movie obviously I, I still somewhat enjoy it as I said it previously um, but I feel like they, they should have had it in there. Um, but maybe it's just me. Maybe you feel as though um, without that it makes the story tighter. I don't know. It also changes the closing scene with Harvey's wife. So spoilers. I don't know, if you clicked on the uh, clicked on this podcast or episode, uh, <laughs> you, you have to be ready for at least some sort of spoilers <laughs> discussing a new film. But um, yeah, so come to find out at the end of the comic, 
it was Harvey's wife, Harvey, and Alberto were the three holiday killers, which is why the holiday killer had a different style of killing, who he killed, and all kinds of stuff. They just used the same aesthetic. There were essentially three copycat murderers. Um, but yeah, and in the comic, it hits a little bit stronger than in the movie. The comic book ending just ha uh, hits harder than the film. Um, it's her going back to the house, burning everything, and... I could be wrong, but I remember her only discussing it to the audience. In this film, they have, it, they have her telling Batman um, instead of, you know, like, where you see her at the house and she's like, you know, you're just kind of reading her inner monologue and she's like burning everything and lighting everything on fire. Uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like the melancholy of the comic hits harder than what they had in the movie because it just basically has Batman being like, well, you're still a piece of shit and then he kind of leaves. I don't know. Uh, also, the stuff with Two-Face, it, it's about the same. I I, draw, I really enjoyed the Two-Face two -face part of this movie. But I feel like the Alberto Falcone thing and then, the, you know, the revelation that it was Harvey's wife, I feel like didn't hit as hard as the movie. I would have preferred the, I, I prefer the comic book version still. Um, which is not that surprising for most people that enjoy comics. So yeah, I'd give this rating a 6 out of 10. I don't think it's as good as the first half, mainly due to the ending of this one. Um, yeah, and also some of the, you know, like the, the big reveal at the end just doesn't hit as hard. And I think it's because they don't have those emotional beats and having that like back and forth between like, who's the real killer? Like, cause they thought it was Harvey and then it is kind of Harvey, but at the same time, it's two other people that are the holiday killer. I don't know. To me, they, they just didn't end the way I wanted them to. I feel like the first half was really strong and they kind of fumbled a little bit in the second half. It's still better than like, it's still better than above average slightly, but yeah, I just feel like they fumbled the ending a little bit. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, I have plenty of other, other issues, or go back and listen to the first review of part one. So yeah, if you want to go back and give those a listen, I highly appreciate it. And if you really like this show, um, you can support me through uh, Anchor. Uh, there's a, There should be a link to this episode, and even on the podcast, uh, the overall channel, the overview, and uh, there's also a link... Uh, on my Instagram page, Dr. Cards and Movie Reviews. Um, I talk about you know, stand-up comedy, video games, all kinds of pop culture on there you wouldn't necessarily hear me talk about on here. So if you'd like to go do that, go right ahead. Or if you just want to tell me I'm an idiot on there, works for me too. Huh. Probably a couple reasons why you want to call me an idiot, but I don't know why it works. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, if you'd like to hear about my sponsor, Viking Fitness, stay tuned, and I hope you have a great day. And welcome to Episode 1 of Season 10. Hey guys, I want to take a minute and talk about fitness. Are you looking to get back into shape or take your fitness to the next level? If so, go to vikingfitnessnh.com. With Viking Fitness, your plan is created by a certified professional specifically for you and only you. No cookie cutter plans, period. You will be provided with detailed information on how to train your body and how to fuel it correctly so you can achieve your goals. With Viking Fitness, you can get quality distance coaching, video check-ins, and access to an entire community for a very affordable price and no bullshit. Go to vikingfitnessnh.com or call 603-393-7528. And again, that's 603-393-7528 today. Thank you.